0: Hello and welcome. To, I don't know why I said it with that.
1: <laughs> Hello.
2: Say,
0: is that just me? <laughs> Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow. Don't make a girl promise you can't keep. It. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I am your host, the podfather, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by our MV Cheese, it's Reese. Hey now. And the queen of awkward silences, when she can hear people speaking on Discord, it's Karina. Hey now. Anyway, we, we usually start this podcast with what we have been playing, so I'm going to start with you, Karina. What have you been playing this week?
1: What have I been playing? Um, what have I been playing? For, uh, Fortnite again. I'm getting a bit like not. I say sick of it, but I keep having to like. I keep playing it, and I don't know why. And I think I need help. But uh, Fortnite. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, just, I just keep playing it and playing it. Well, I do it as like a follower Friday, but it's like at the same time, I, I kind of. Uh, it's like one of those games I'm beginning to like hate, but at the same time, I'm like, I must play more. And I need to get the challenges done, but I, I think I've done, managed to do, uh, I think I managed to do two, yeah, both weeks of the challenges. So I got that finished. And then played a little bit more of the Destiny. Uh, we tried doing the Leviathan raid, but, um,. Yeah, you need a lot of coordination, and it's safe to say trying to get six people, including some that you've never played with before, uh, to coordinate is, uh, very, very, uh, difficult. Uh, that was, yeah. If, if anyone plays Destiny out there, they know exactly what I mean when I, when I say trying to get a coordinated raid together, because if it's not, it's like, it's pure rage.
0: I've tried pure to do the rage. raid with you.
1: Yeah, you know what it's like, Ross. I mean, time, we, I think we got right to the end and then we, we all just had enough. Wait, how yeah. many
0: people are in Duck Games? Six? No, you, you, we, at that point, we weren't, that was quite a while ago. Like, we were uh, streaming it, but it was, we just did some extra people who usually play it, join us and, and things like that, but um yeah it, it was a little bit of a, a cluster truck
1: <laughs> yeah we play with some people that were uh that like watch our stream and whatnot and we didn't like regulars that we don't mind coming in occasionally and joining in because we need you need six you got you can't do a raid with just what two or three of you yeah you need a full team or else you just can't do certain areas but uh, yeah, we didn't even we didn't even get that far, and and then of course there's always that like, one person that that has to go, and it's like no, so <laughs> like, why? Because if one person goes, you all just have to finish, and that's it. You've, de- you've done. You're gonna yeah, you are going to start again, and it's that's poor. It's frustrating. Form.
2: You don't start a raid unless you've got time to finish it.
1: Exactly. You have to kind of prepare yourself. You have to go. Okay, who's free for the next like five hours? <laughs> <And then,
0: laughs> I've done that like to Green <laughs> <laughs> You bailed on I, Green Skull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was meant to play Do the Raids, like when it just first came out. Before I'd even done it with you, Karina, and uh, I ended up having like my kid comes over on a certain night each week, and I ended up swatting the nights just before it. And I had to bail on him before we started. <sighs> oh, did I tell you
2: what I saw him at uh, at E
0: three? Yes, you shared a room with him.
2: No, that was at uh, in Seattle. That was the oh, film no, film. That was, oh, yeah, you've seen him at E3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just walked past him randomly standing in line. There, there was high fives. He had wicked, like, green hair.
0: I think i seen a picture of his green hair, actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true so, story. Anything, anything <laughs> else been in your box this uh, week, Karina?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. bot. Nothing at all. I just had a tickle in my throat. Okay. <clears> oh. <throat> um.
1: <laughs> oh, let me think I'm trying to think I don't think I played anything else I, I, I need I'm, I'm so ready for Spyro and Tomb Raider to hurry up I'm
0: so <laughs> ready for that Karina uh, in the, the subreddit this week someone posted a story it never made their final cut but you can choose which music you want for the new Spyro oh, game oh yeah no
1: I want I want the original you've got why would you get Spyro and have the new music are they like,
2: remastering
0: the music
1: yeah but yeah, you, you do it for nostalgia you don't you don't no get the original I'm totally picking the original
0: music <laughs> Reese, what about you?
2: Actually, just before I start uh, speaking of that, uh, last week I talked about how we were playing um, Street Fighter Two, uh, the new sort of version for the Switch, and I we were playing until our fingers blistered. Uh, that game has the option of having like the OG graphics and the OG sounds and music, or you can have like the remastered music, the remastered sounds, and the remastered. Uh, graphics and you can mix and match. So we had the new graphics, but with the old sounds and the new music. And it was great. It was like, it's really cool to be able to pick and choose what you like. Because the, the new remixes of like Ken's theme and stuff, they were badass.
0: See, that was the best bit about the Master Chief collection for me, was switching to see how bad it looked when it first came out like, compared <laughs> to today's standards. Like... It's amazing how games come on through the ages, but I like features where you can look at the old style. I, I always think they shouldn't quote those in all remasters.
2: Yeah, it's but it, I don't know how they managed to do it. It's like witchery. But uh, anyway, uh, the games I've been playing this week is uh, not too many because I'm also a moving house, uh, but I have had some time to play. Uh, I was playing Borderlands 2 all week, um, slowly going through that in local co-op, as I mentioned a few times before. It's, it's not a game that you just finish... Uh, in a week, you need like 250 odd hours to get through a single playthrough if you do everything. Um, and I also have been playing, um, uh, a game on the Switch, which just came out, which is, uh, Octopath Traveler, which is, which is quite nice. It's been getting a lot of Everyone's cool talking playing. about yeah. that. Yeah. It's
1: been, so, been pretty good. I've watched so it a little
2: bit. When I went to pick it up in the store, right? This, I'm in Finland and nobody gives a toss about Nintendo. In Finland, this is Sony country. Um, I'm talking, there's been NES minis and SNES minis on store shelves gathering dust since release. And like people are still in the US, like, Oh my God, it's back in stock on Amazon. And I'm like, really? Like, (laughs) so I I walked in on and bought a Switch on launch day unpreordered. So, like, this is just to give some context, right? Like, there's an overabundance of Nintendo stuff here, and nobody buys it. I walked into the store to pick the game up on launch day, didn't see it on the shelf. Hmm, weird. Maybe they haven't put it up yet. Walked over, talked to the lady, and she was like, no, we don't have it, and it's completely sold out in the entire yeah. capital region of Helsinki. Like, not just Helsinki, but Helsinki, Espo, Vanta, Kauni, and like, the whole southern region of helsinki completely sold out and i'm like what and she's like we have a second shipment coming uh on monday and those are all (laughs) pre-ordered what (laughs) so i i bought it digitally just so i could get it but it is really 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 good honestly yeah gorgeous
0: See, I keep on looking for reasons to buy the Switch, and there's been so many reasons, and I still haven't done it. But <laughs> I really this thought, could be another one.
2: I really thought well, that on, uh, Smash Bros, um, Rocket League, would have pushed you over, especially with crossplay now.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. I'm maybe just putting excuses out there. when I finally do get one, I'm gonna have a really big back catalogue to play through. though, so you it's gonna be pretty sh- good. Yeah.
2: And you've got some of the most critically acclaimed games of all time. You've got yeah. Mario Odyssey, you've got Breath of the Wild, and they you've got this, which is, uh, I think, the Metacritic for it's like 93, 94, like really high. Mm. But, yeah, it's a good game, very pretty. And that's I, well, basically all I've been playing. Oh, other than the game too- of the week, obviously.
0: Obviously, other than the game of the week, Greece. obviously. Oh.
2: Eh. <laughs> See, I'm the eh. only one who regularly plays them, actually. <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: Just to explain, Reese plays every single ID Xbox release that comes out that week, just so that he can turn around and go, "Yep, this is our game of the week this week."
2: Yeah, I'm like the the party chat poison the t- the tester. tester. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ross is like, "So this game looks a bit sketchy." And he's, "What's it like?" I'm like, "Don't, don't, 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 don't do it." <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I did play our other. I forgot to mention that I did play our uh, other indie game. Of the, you know, I played Next Up Hero again. Oh, I, I, but I did it in co op this time instead of the normal play. Which I said would go well, except my co-op partner, um, so basically I was playing with one of my streamers, we, uh, got invited down to Microsoft, which, you know, I, I don't know why I totally forgot that, but, uh, we, uh, we were streaming it and doing co-op, but it was great, uh, except he didn't, he didn't really help me that much, and then, um, it's got mixed play, and the audience kept, well, the audience, the viewers, kept streaming, uh, streaming, like, um, what do you call it, they kept resurrecting, like, you can have bad shadows, or oh, they're called echoes. Sorry, and they kept yeah. doing that, and they kept killing me, and I kept dying, and it was very frustrating. But I really enjoyed the co op side of it. I'd not done that before because when we last played the indie game of the week, had his indie game of the week, I only played a uh, single player. So it's quite nice to play co-op, but it'd be great if your, uh, you know, your partner actually helped you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you guys want, I can actually do the worst indie game of the week. By the way, as well, I'd be happy to talk. Oh, no.
0: about Oh, we don't talk negative on this. I fully <laughs> deserves it. Uh, right for myself, I'm going to talk about two games that you've actually both talked about before because. Surprisingly, I listened to the pod and you inspired me to play a couple of games. The first one is Warhammer Vermitide 2, which I'm going to put this out here. I absolutely love that game. Isn't it great? Love it. It's absolutely superb. It looks good. People saying the graphics don't look good. I don't know what they're talking Who about. Said that? It looks, what is in really stream? Nice? It's gorgeous. I think it's blind? absolutely gorgeous.
2: I was like taking screenshots. Like, this is one of the most beautiful games yeah. I've ever seen.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two comparisons. So uh, another the other game that I played um, Goodness, Earthfall. Right, that's the two games that I sort of wanted to play. This one, in fact, I played three. But um, Warhammer Vermity 2, okay, lots of varied, interesting enemy types. Uh, good loot drops. She always feels as if when you finish a mission, you're getting something to progress your character. Good sort of varied missions, although there's a lot of hack and slash. And it's just a lot of fun, even playing with your friends or randoms online. It seems, and I've not had any crashes so I don't know what Clay's talking about. Oh,
2: and the, the bots are actually really competent. I played with the bots yeah. and they, they're pretty good. Ooh.
0: Uh the other one that I said I was mentioning I was playing there was Earthfall, which is the exact opposite. But why? That's what I, What do you mean why? Why? Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, right? So this game's reviewed pretty well.
2: I, I saw that uh Windows Central called it a masterpiece and I was like, did. Did I download the wrong version of
0: the game? Well, qu- question, question. Have you seen any more than four different enemies at any point? No. Okay, so this is a first-person co-op shooter, okay? The, the only way to describe it is the gunplay is terrible, mm. and it's not a varied enemy type. So when you're finishing up Vermitide, which is a very varied and fun game, and suddenly start playing Earthfall, it feels like... A, it, it just feels scaled down, it feels scaled back. When, I never got the positive reviews of it. Like it's yeah. fun, but there's it's weird. There's really poor decisions in it. Like I there's mean, no recoil for your guns. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, if you compare the 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 flintlock guns, like the pistols and the blunderbuss in uh Warhammer Vermintide two, when they feel better, more impactful, and more fun to use than the guns in a game that's actually about shooting guns, like. What?
0: Yeah, it was a little bit odd, but it's not great, so I wouldn't really recommend Airfall. If I'm honest, uh, the other game which I have been playing this week, which I will recommend, is Danger Zone Two. Oh, good. Karina, you've got to get go on this. Danger Zone. Yeah. Danger Zone Two. Right into the Danger Zone. I tweeted
2: 2. at uh, at Alex from Three Fields, who we've had on the podcast before at one yeah. point, uh, demanding to know where that song was. And he just mm-hmm. insisted, he did, he, did, he linked me to the, the song on Spotify. <laughs> 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 Do
0: you want to know something? That, it's actually been in a game which has come out in the last five years. Can any of you name that game? I know there's listeners right now screaming,
2: I know. Danger Zone? Yeah. I want to say it's one uh-huh. of the Saints Row games.
0: No. Not too I have far off, no though. No idea. No. Because
2: Saints Row had uh, you've got the touch. Ah.
0: You got the it, power. It... <laughs> it's in Grand Theft Auto Five when you do the heists. There is a mission where you have to steal a Harrier jump jet. During heist, and mm. as you, so you, you're all in fighter jets. You, one of you, managed to steal the Harrier jump jet. You're all flying off to go and land at the other side of the city, and Danger Zone starts playing, and it's one of the most badass moments in gaming. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: sounds like it,
0: <laughs> Um but no, but anyway, Danger Zone Two, Freefields Entertainment. You said you had them on the pod. That was the episode where Greenberg, I always remember that. Mm. Um, the, it's brilliant. the The first game was. A lot more. How can I put it? It was just more sort of set pieces. This feels a little bit more open.
2: Feels more like burnout.
0: Um, yeah, it's more. It's it's just burnout. It's just they've just re- redone burnout. They've done what they've got a game that they made that was very very good a lot of years ago, and they've just brought it up to today's standard. It's very quick. You can jump in and out of it. And I was playing it with my kid, and the two of us were loving it, absolutely loving it. And I think it was Clay said last week that reminded them of Cluster Truck. It's funny, my son said that as well. This is like a a bit like Cluster Truck. And it's just a few as if it's the bits where you're falling between the motorways. So you're on a motorway or the highway, whatever you want to call it, and you fall down from high levels to low levels, and that's very Cluster Truck.
2: Yeah, and like all the semi-trailers plowing into traffic and flipping over and...
0: It's it's a fantastic game. If you get a chance, please, please, please pick it up. In fact, if it was my choice last week, I'd have probably picked that for the game of the week because it's so, so much fun. So, so much fun. Um, but I think that's a good point to move on to the game of the week, Chris.
2: Yeah, I think so too. This week we're talking about Nidhog 2 by Messhoff, and this was entirely my idea. So if you guys didn't like it, I take full responsibility.
0: Okay. I'm not gonna say much. Oh, really? No, no, Wait, like, I like the game. I think the game's a lot of fun, but I never got a chance to play with friends, and uh... that is what this game's all about, if I'm perfectly honest with you. If if you're playing it yourself, it's not a game for you.
2: Yeah, so Nidhogg 2 is a side-scrolling 2D fighting game, essentially. Uh that's simplifying it a great deal, but uh it's 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 quite different. So you both play with Weapons, uh, you start off the default game mode. You, there's one on one and you start off with a, a rapier, like the, the pointy sword. And it's got really simple, but really complex at the same time fighting mechanics. Uh, you can dodge, you can parry, uh, and if like the swords will kill anyone in one hit. So if you like walk into someone's sword, you'll impale yourself on it. And if you manage to stab someone, like you can twist the sword and move it up and down if you're feeling particularly vicious and of course you are because you should be playing this game in local co-op um and yeah there's like other other weapons as well there's bow and arrows there's broadswords, um you know, daggers you know stuff like that but because death is often instant you can even just throw your weapon you can just throw your sword you can throw the bow which is just hilarious and but so because death is uh so instant you can't really make it like you know first to five deaths or whatever that doesn't really make sense so the goal is to sacrifice yourself to the nidhog which is like a giant worm and to do that um when you play if i if i kill the other person i have the right to run uh in my direction and if i run off the screen then we go to like a different screen and the scenery changes and i keep running and the other person will like spawn ahead of me with a new weapon, and their goal is to try and stop me. And if I can get past them and keep running, they'll spawn again ahead of me and uh I keep running. And, uh, and so you gotta keep running, keep running. I think you gotta pass like three different screens uh before you eventually get to the end. And if you make it to the end, the Nidhog will eat you and you win. Um but
0: Just as like, every game, you know, that something eats you to win.
2: Yeah, it's the game by the way, the game is gross. Like it's yeah, that thing it's, at the end is weird. It's like the it the game reminds me of like Toxic Avengers. Did you guys watch that cartoon from the from the 90s? Like it's it's like a huge celebration of like the 90s sort of barf humour, like like Ren and Stimpy and 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 that Beaverson sort of stuff. Beavers and yeah. Butthead and yeah. um Uh, Invader Zim or, or, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, you know, that sort of stuff. It's very much like that. So it's gross and really, really violent as well. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, that's how you play and that's how you win. And, but because death is so instant, you know, it, it, you can turn around and there's like a, a game of almost tug of war. Uh, it, I haven't laughed so hard, uh, at a local multiplayer game in a long, long time. And it's not just local. You can play online as well, but I, I absolutely loved it. Shouts of disbelief, lots of ha ha, ha ah! you know, like the tables have turned no they haven't used yes, to have it, I, I laughed till I cried. Uh it's an amazing game. Quick Question
0: Have you ever just held your sword out and ran at someone? Yes. Constantly. <laughs> it's amazing. You can Yeah uh, you, uh, you can impale them through the dick and then you can like
2: twist the sword around while you mock the person sitting next to you. It's it's eleven out of ten. But so I think the game is absolutely hilarious. I wanna hear what you guys think about it, because apparently neither of you actually played it with somebody that you know.
1: No, I um I played it by myself. Now, at first I was like, ah, oh, this is funny, and then and then it got a bit harder and I was getting really angry and frustrated because I kept dying and nearly um nearly lost the game. But uh any time I think uh I finished it in an hour, so I did the arcade mode. I feel like I could maybe do it keep playing it as a speed run, but it's definitely a game you should play with other people. Definitely one of them. I never played um, against
2: the AI at all. I um, oh, did
1: you? No, it's not too bad. I mean, at first, it's kind of like... I think once it's got... You know, you find the AI's traits, you can kind of... You know, if they jump, if they just stab or stand there, you can kind of learn to be go against it. But uh, it just gets a little bit harder, but... I don't think it's too too much. Oh, if anything, uh, use it as a speed run opportunity rather than anything else. Yeah. You've
2: really got to play it against people because you can't. Yeah, like the, the people do things that you never expect. You know, because the game has high, low, and medium guard, uh, and like you can even reflect arrows back if you're good enough. And it's like so it's really skill based, but at the same time, there's like a huge element of stupidity and chance. You know, I I uh, thrust my sword. Uh, towards my opponent, and like only just missed, and then she did a kick, and karate kicked my sword out of my hand, which flew up in the air and like impaled me when it hit the ground. Like it's, <laughs> you, you can do the stupidest stuff, and you, you would never see that uh, playing against the AI.
0: It's, I would agree with Kina. Actually, the arcade is a little bit easy, is it? I would say, especially the, the lower levels. I would say you can play through it quite quite quickly uh, it's a good you, you described that quite well Karina. you actually uh but as you said this is this is definitely one i'm going to be moving out in the flat soon we'll be having some of the boys up we're going to have beers and we're going to have an absolute cracking time in this game because you can tell immediately how fun it is the the simplicity but it's one of those games that is simple to pick up but you really have to play it to learn that yeah and and like I really like that about it. Such what was a that ice. other one, a black and white Bushido? That yeah. was a sort of local... It's, it's
2: a lot like black and white Bushido, but one-on-one yeah. and with a much higher skill uh, skill yeah. ceiling.
0: Um, I really like it. I just, I need, what I need to do. Karina, we should play against each other. Should we should stream this and stream play that. against each oh, other. I will
2: watch that. It, it will be amazing. Do. That'd
1: be funny. It's, yeah. I just get angry. It's
2: just really, really funny. Like you, I mean... So, when one of you has no weapons and you're just sprinting towards the thing and you're jumping over the other person and they're like frustratingly like hurling their weapons at you and it's just it's just one of those games that you need to experience. it's like overcooked you need to experience it with people uh preferably in the same room but you can play online uh it's it's just really funny You guys
1: getting that
0: Yeah we'll be, I'll be getting overcooked
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh but um yeah. what what I recommend anyone do who's kind of on the fence uh don't watch a trailer or anything Uh, go to the YouTube channel for Video Game Donkey and search for his video on Nidhogg 2. If that doesn't sell you, nothing will. It's one of his funniest videos, I think, and it perfectly sums up the game.
0: It perfectly sums up the game when one of the guys goes to the toilet and ends up killing another person <laughs> yeah, accidentally. he
2: jumps up and he piles himself on the sword. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like, what, you weren't even there? And he's like, nope. <laughs> Overall, as I said, this this is a fun, fun party game. but I don't think it shows signs of depth, but unless you're playing it in a party, I don't think it's quite got it. No. Yeah but how can you win a copy of this game reese
2: same way you always can if you tune in to the twitter account at party Chat pod on friday at some point probably uh we will tweet about the game and all you have to do is like retweet and of course be following us so we can send you a dm and you might be one of the lucky lucky winners to win one of two copies of the game
0: are you sure it's two copies?
2: It is this time. Are
0: we just, just going to make sure it's two copies yes, this time Ross, and not not is. like last week? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Apologies for those we only gave away three copies of Vermitage because Ross messed up.
2: Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I, I was very very uh, calm and everything was fine and I did not I did not uh, say anything rude or mean to Ross
0: at all. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, uh, make sure you check that out on @partychatpod on Twitter and win yourself a copy of this amazing party game. But let's find out what's been happening in the subreddit this week.
1: You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat podcast. This week in the subreddit,
0: guys, press F to pay respects
2: uh damn it i had like a when i was in e3 some random booth babe gave me a a mechanical key like for a keyboard and i could click it but i think i've thrown it in the oh, garbage oh
1: like on a keyring
2: yeah 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 and i was
1: yeah
2: uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, i was about to click it babe. Uh, that was going to be an amazing gag and now i've ruined it but yeah f you can just imagine the sound of me clicking the f key
0: yeah, that was a long way to say you don't have something. You need. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the Culling 2 is dead. Pretty much dead on arrival as well. That's right. Yeah. Within two weeks of the Culling 2 she's today, as we record, the servers have been shut down permanently. Um, they've removed it from the marketplaces and will be offering full refunds. And their next project will be working back on the original Culling game and making it free to play. I don't know if any of you played the original Culling. Um, it was a Battle Royale game before Battle Royale games were sort of famous and in trend. You know, what's your thoughts about this?
2: Oh, I mean, Kind of felt sorry for them. On, on one end, they were, they were sort of jumping on the battle royale bandwagon, but at the same time, they were battle royale before it was battle royale, but they were like a bit more of a survival game at the same time. But like, did you, did you guys see their tweets?
0: Because the, the people, the social media manager, whoever they are is quite funny. Yeah. Cause I, have to admit.
2: I, uh, after like the first week, they tweeted that meme with the dog and the room is on fire. And the dog was just, you know, oh, and it's like, this, yeah, is, this fine. is fine. And that's, <laughs> that's all they tweeted. <laughs> so on one hand, I laughed, but it was a sad laugh.
0: But <laughs> what this is the third game that we've released out now and all three of you have sort of had major issues.
2: Yeah. Well, I know that the culling, uh, was a lot of people liked it in the beginning and then they yeah. updated it and which like fundamentally changed the game and a lot of people Really hated it after that, and that basically killed
0: it. Uh, what well, was a MoE game? It was like the whole premise of it was that it was a game show, and it was MoE combat and everything else. And then as PUBG started to become popular, they added in guns, mm-hmm. and the Culling Two was essentially just a scaled down PUBG.
2: Yes.
0: It's 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 the biggest cash grab you've ever seen in your life, which majorly backfired on them. Cliffy B would probably laugh at this.
2: Uh poor Cliffy B. But the problem is, uh, Cliffy B's uh, Battle Royale game was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. He uh, probably of, just needed more time to speaking develop. Speaking of yeah. Green
2: Skull, he loved that game. He was playing it all the yeah.
0: time. Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, I'd say to the Culling 2 basically released, um, we get sent codes for this. Um, and we were speaking before the podcast. Reese and I both tried, attempted to try it when we got the codes for it. And I left it running for half an hour and couldn't find a game.
2: I gave it like 10, 15 minutes and was like, okay.
0: So there wasn't any population playing it and this was at release pretty much. It was six hours after it came out.
2: You're supposed to wait for the server to fill up to 100 and it was just me.
0: Suppose there's stories online of people getting in servers where there's three people. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's like that. That would be like a rare opportunity. I played the Culling 2 I need a T-shirt that says that is we've got. I I joined the Culling (laughs) two server. Um, like, Like, kudos to the developers for going. Okay, we got this wrong. Um, we're going to go back and change everything back to the game that you actually liked and invest a little bit of time in that and for giving everyone refunds. It's the only way the company was ever going to survive, but I hope this is a lesson to those out there just to say don't just pander to what you think people want and maybe concentrate on listening to your fans and don't change things when they don't need changed listen to your fans, see what they want done to their game before you stop supporting it and try and release a cash grab sequel.
2: Speaking of that, uh, just today it was announced that uh, there will be no Battle Royale mode in Halo Infinite.
1: That's probably good.
2: Yeah. I think
0: so.
1: I mean, okay, it would be good if they had it, but just, just I can't I can't deal with being addicted to another battle royale.
0: <laughs> the Halo battle, battle Royale sounds amazing. Yeah, but they said no. I know Can I and bring maybe it to Master Chief Collection?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, like just think of the vehicle play and the oh no, it just sounds amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they sort of had something similar in the co op mode for Halo 4. What was it called again? Warzone? Yeah, Warzone. That was like, yeah. sort of like a MOBA, uh, sort of like a Battle Royale weird thing.
0: Well, well, the big one where you had hundreds of players and it was on a big huge map. Yeah, and, yeah,
2: yeah. And there's vehicles yeah. and enemies and stuff like that.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, I liked what they'd done with the, Halo, the last Halo multiplayer. This going totally off track. But I liked the idea of the, the 4v4... You know, once you're dead, you're dead. I think that really suited Halo. I know a lot of people didn't like it. But I just, I just think Halo Battle Royale, they sent a tweet out on, um, what's that called? April 1st, April Fool's Day, saying Battle Royale mode coming. I genuinely retweeted and got really excited for it before I realised the
2: date.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so The Culling, are you going to go back and play The Culling once it becomes free to play? I might
2: check it out. Yeah,
0: you might check it out. Maybe. Oh, that, that, that's Karina for not on your
2: life mate mm.
0: but you know what At least uh, people played to come into no one's played Fable um, or the new Fable game uh, sorry Karina <laughs> next right. st- talk Karina actually you we us into the next story
1: uh, to the next story we have the new information about Fallout 76 apparently there's been an update with the new beta Um, I don't think there's a date, apart from that, it's going to be sometime in October, which I'm a bit unsure about, because I'm pretty sure that's when the game comes out. So, I don't know if they're going to just do it as a... I bet they'll end up doing the beta as a test, kind of a test server, to see if, you know, all the servers will hack it, but... Which is, they're calling it a bit closer if they do use it as a test, because, I mean, the game comes out mid-October, but... Are you guys going to be checking out the beta?
2: Uh, well... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But apparently the sign up has been insane. Um, I would like to check out the beta. I mean, I, on one hand, I really want to play Fallout 76 in multiplayer, but on the other hand, I'm like completely opposed to the idea. It's, it's, it's awful. Like Fallout, that would be fun multiplayer. Fallout, that should never be multiplayer. That's a single-player only game. Like, these are two conflicting thoughts in my head. (laughs) And they both have, like, the same weight, so I can't make up my mind. I hope it's good, but they've never made a multiplayer game before.
1: Yeah, I'm a bit worried too. I suppose I'm having a similar, you know, at first I'm like, oh, yes, I can you know, play with everyone, we're all online, we can go nuke all the teams or nuke each other, it's going to be funny. But then I'm like, but this is Fallout.
2: And also, like, it's, is it, it's, it's Bethesda. Is that to they're they're not known for their technical prowess. <laughs>
0: they're a bit better now. Yeah, Fallout but 4 still, was okay.
2: I mean, they haven't. They've never made a multiplayer game before. How do they know what they're doing? Yeah. They might be getting some help from the guys at the Cinemax. I hope so.
0: I hope so as well. Uh, and Doom had multiplayer.
2: Wait, no, you're right. Not... You're totally right. But they didn't develop that.
0: Yeah, they just published I'd... it. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that they're taking the, the strong teams and imagine someone with the size and skill of Bethesda can pull this off. Like, I love the Fallout world. I like the war. I like everything about that. It's got an awesome soundtrack in the trailer. Um, I'm so sick I, of that I, song. I hope it does well. And also, you're forgetting they've done Elder Scrolls Online.
2: They didn't. That's why I said Zenimax. Oh,
0: so they did. Z- Zenimax. Like,
2: Zenimax is the company that owns Bethesda and they said to Bethesda, right. we want uh, Elder Scrolls Online. And Bethesda said, Pfft. No. And they said, okay, then. And they made their own studio, which is like Zenimax Online or something. And they mm-hmm. made their own game. That has, for anyone who doesn't know this, uh, Elder Scrolls Online has absolutely nothing to do with Bethesda. So if you don't like that game, don't blame Bethesda uh, because yeah. they're not related. They just happen to have the same parent company.
0: When was the last time Bethesda put out a bad game?
2: Uh that weird uh that weird game that was like a spin-off for the elder scrolls that was like a third person hack and slash game for the ps2 or something
0: i can't even remember what that was so like when you think about what they've done recently it was um what wolfenstein that wasn't them either. They just published. Oh and, right, okay. Yeah, but so Bethesda, literally all they do is Fallout yeah, and.
2: Bethesda is a really complicated company because the yeah. uh, Bethesda and Zenimax. But when it comes to development, the only things that they develop are uh, Fallout and and the Elder Scrolls.
0: Right, fair enough. So, like, I've not played a bad Bethesda game in a long time. Then.
2: <laughs> no, but they they do have really high quality studios working for them because like all the stuff that they put out under their name has been so good lately. Like well, that's, so that, that's, good.
0: That, that was sort of my point, is the stuff that they put out in their name is generally good. So, do you think they would take the risk and release something that could affect that? Maybe. And especially affect the Fallout brand?
2: I mean, on one hand, no. But on the other hand, the Master Chief collection happened.
0: Oh, I like the Master Chief collection. But do you remember it on launch? Yes, I know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: That's why I bought it in the
0: sale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a disc for it, and I have get fed up to putting the disc in, so I bought it again <laughs> digitally. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, right, next story, Reese.
2: Yeah, so the next story is actually about my beloved ID at Xbox program, and that is uh, basically there was a big article that came out with the quote that the ID at Xbox has no plans to slow down after a billion dollars in revenue and uh the the long and the short of it is they've they've made up one billion dollars um and uh there was like an interview with chris charla who we really need to get on the podcast actually we're gonna drag chris or agostino on they keep saying yeah we'll come on and then then we never actually get around to making it happen so if if anyone wants to actually hear from one of the directors of the ID at xbox program tweet at them yeah. and tell them to get on the pod like just just tell them to shift their butts and get on the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, sidetracked. Um, yeah, so basically Chris said that since the inception of the program, uh, I did Xbox has been responsible for the release of over 800 titles. That's a lot of games, guys. Uh, anyone who says Xbox has no games, um, 800. Uh, and then another 1,000 in active development right now.
0: So, and only 75% of them are tiny built. Yeah, exactly. And but, um, <laughs> I wonder how many of those are built on the Unity and engine. The Nestor team 17. <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: the good old, good old Unity engine as well. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, you know, all of this has basically resulted in over $1 billion of revenue for the program, which is stunning. Because if you guys think all the way back to the beginning of the generation, uh the ps4 had no games uh everyone forgets this it had bloodborne and that was it and a couple of really really bad launch exclusives but it did have indie games it had a really generous indie program to the point where the nickname for the ps4 in the beginning was the indie station do you guys remember that yeah, that everyone yeah. I didn't know that. Every- yeah, yeah, the Indie Station. Uh, PS4 had no games for the first two years. Xbox absolutely was slaughtering them when it came to exclusives. But then Oh, but it, but it, but it 1080p recent 1080p. Yeah, they had 1080p, of course. Yeah, that doesn't matter. That, that doesn't matter anymore. Um, <laughs> but now the the narrative sort of flipped, right? PS4 has all the uh, big big name exclusives, and Microsoft's basically said exclusives are crap, we're just gonna make games for everyone. Um but anyway, back then, uh, Microsoft was very publicly humiliated by Sony um, because they had sort of the archaic system before the idea of Xbox program was even developed, which was like their, um, what was it called? Arcade. Yeah, the, the, the indie arcade or whatever it was. Yeah, the Xbox Live Arcade. Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, and it was really hard for indie developers to get on. They had like really strict uh, quality control and it was really expensive. Um, and then Microsoft responded to that criticism and said, okay. And they created the ID program and they made it nice and easy for developers to uh, to uh get on the pl- platform. And yeah, since then, uh, which didn't happen for like two years, I think the first two years, maybe even the first three, someone's going to correct me. But anyway, once it got rolling, yeah, we've had 800 titles just roll out and another thousand coming and... A billion dollars in revenue it's amazing i i love indie games if anyone hasn't guessed um guys what, what do you think about this is uh,
0: it's great right it's fantastic we we are we are quite probably quite privileged you know that that because we do this podcast and and, and Karina streaming and Jesse being a YouTuber and Reese doing whatever he does, I don't actually know.
2: Yeah, me either. But,
0: um, <laughs> but you know We we do get like some codes for games, and we get to try out these games that might not otherwise have ever played. And some of my favorite let's, let's face it, some of my favorite games of all time are ID Xbox titles, Rocket League, is an ID Xbox title. Yeah, yeah. You know, like for example, um, there is so many different games out there that you can go on and you can find something that is to your tastes at any time and the fact that they've made it so easy for developers. Do you remember when we started this podcast and we had a couple of developers on and we were saying, oh, even then it's hard to get through cert. Yeah, it is. You know, it's hard to get your yeah, game yeah, through yeah. cert. And you don't hear that anymore. No. You know, the quality control was obviously still there, but they've got that proficient at dealing And that's where people, that's where the staff, the Xbox staff, come in and helping people right from the offset. Here is our machine. Here is how to get your game looking and playing the best on our machine. And we're going to guide you the whole way through so that we can give the Xbox players, the the best game that they possibly can. It's going yeah. to make you lots of money. It's going to make us money. Everyone's going to be happy because it's going to be such a good game. And we we didn't have that in the beginning. And a lot of kudos has to go to to Chris and uh, and obviously Ago and, and everyone in that team that that works to just how hard they work with the indie developers to make sure the game plays well and and. and becomes a good game well, because without that people no one would buy them we wouldn't be making a billion dollars if the games are all rubbish these are good good games
2: yeah and actually i just want to cut in because you actually reminded me of something really cool um we didn't interview these guys at the time i did not even think we had a podcast originally but way back in the beginning of the uh, id program there was a little finnish game that came out that was made by a group of like four people uh the the developers are rusto games and they released uh, a game called Spareware. Uh did you ever play that? Do you remember that? They were one of our no. one of our early um one of our early AMA developers. Like they did an AMA on the subreddit. Uh nice guys. We we met for a beer, uh talked about coming onto the the casino we were both in Finland. We just met up, had a beer, and so yeah, I got him on to the subreddit, and they did a little AMA, and they had a good time, and they gave away a whole bunch of codes for the game. It's like a little, little top-down shooter. It's it's not gonna blow anyone's mind, but you know, it was a, a passion project made by like four dudes uh, in, in like the north wildlands of Helsinki, like way up north, Helsinki <laughs> of Finland, way up north. Um, and anyway, they uh, are releasing a new game. It's already on, um, it's already on Steam. Uh, it's called Drunk Foo and they've been. I've heard of Drunk Foo. Yeah. Yeah. It's theirs. So they had, uh, Markiplier play it at some point. I think they were really happy. Mm-hmm. They were like, Oh my God. Markiplier is playing a game. What the hell? Um, anyway. So it's, it's coming to other platforms and they, they put it into cert and he was terrified because of how awful it was the first time. He was terrified, and he told me, like, this is awful. And I was like, you've got to come on the podcast and, and you know, have a chat with us. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know when, how long it's going to take. It could take months. I don't know when game's coming out. Like, he was really stressed out about it. And then he just messaged me the other day, like, we're through. It What? Like, they didn't have to make a single correction or anything. It just went through. And he was just blown away by how easy and simple it was nowadays and that that tunes in really with what you just said like there's there's a first-hand experience for you
0: it's a support you can i think the one thing is that we can see is the developers and xbox are learning off each other about what to do how to get the game out within a time that it doesn't become a cash drain on the developer so they can make their profits a little bit earlier and it's it's it just works it's just whatever they're doing now don't change it because it's working we've all got friends who are indie developers and they're all doing quite well for themselves with programs like this. And honestly, the more games we can have on our platforms, the better. So long may continue. Hey, man. Dude,
1: I think it's brilliant scheme the idea xbox i would say it's it's giving that opportunity that uh to people that'll be you know necessarily not scared but just wondering you know oh how do we it's just breaking into it isn't it breaking into the market Mm -hmm. for just everyone it gives it more accessibility to different types of developers and teams and i think i think it's brilliant idea xbox is a brilliant program
2: can i can i actually ask you karina before we move on because you are yeah, well, you at least you used to be in many ways kind of like the opposite kind of gamer to me. You like to play the big budget AAA games. I mean, I like them too, but not not all of them. Like you, you, like to play the big multiplayer games. You know, you used to be all about Destiny, yeah. for example, right? Uh, and then we started, you know, basically shoving ID and Xbox games down your throat when you when you joined this <laughs> podcast. You're like, no, no, I don't want to, but we did it anyway. Uh, <laughs> she, she didn't say that at all. I'm I'm just being hyperbolic, but um anyway uh, how's it been for you to actually experience all these new kinds of games that you like ordinarily would never have played you know while you were playing your destiny and your your fortnights and, and whatnot
1: it, it's quite funny you see because um, when uh, I went down to EGS rest this year I mean that that is just a pure indie game event. And it's quite funny because I'd never really been just because I kind of was like, okay, like you say, I was never really, I never really looked upon the indie game industry. I was more, you know, I'm just not necessarily a sheep, but I used to go for all the big games the top releases because they were brilliant. And that's, you know, I, I always thrived for for games that were, to, you know, top of the range, you know, full blown uh, companies, AAA, etc., but, like, even going to that event, and I think what kind of did it is not just the games, but, um, I'm more speaking about the event because it was speaking to the developers themselves, and it's nice, um, like, listening to developers and how, how much, like, passion they put into it, and the, the game could be absolute, like, Rubbish, you, like, it could be pants, but like, I swear, <laughs> I remember, I, no, cause I only say this because I, I, I saw a game, no, it's is a true story, I saw a game, and I was like, oh, okay, this is it, right? And I went to walk, like, legit went to walk away and was like, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't realise like this, let's move on to the next game. And, um, the developer turned around and was like, "Oh, uh, hi! I'm such a person. Like um, introduced name. himself. I can't remember his name, which is really bad. But anyway, <laughs> 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 I don't. I'm not good with names. We all know this. Yes, uh, yes. I I suck with names. <laughs> if I've ever said hi to you, uh, I probably haven't remembered your name. I'm so sorry in advance to like absolutely everyone. But, you called um, me Jeff
0: for the first eight podcasts. You well, were on,
1: you know. <laughs> I, 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 probably, I probably did, you know, <laughs> but um, no, and they, the developer talked to me, and he was, he he, he told me all about the game, etc, and it was the fact that, you know, he had a lot of passion, and it kind of brought through, but also, the thing is, there was a difference between, I think, I, I think it's my own fault, actually, it's probably me just being an absolute idiot, but, and like, judging things too early, but... I didn't, you know, I played the game for what, a, a minute or so, whatever it is, you know, because obviously at conventions you just play quickly, move on. And um, I didn't know, I'd missed the whole point of the game. And to speak to someone and to see everything behind it and how far they've worked and, you know, where they've come, it kind of, I actually went back and played the game and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I, I kind of, I look back and I, think, I kind of think I was kind of a bit like, I don't know, I kind of blame myself. I was a bit of an idiot really. And, Looking back all the ID stuff, it's, you know, I think, I think that's it. I think, not that I didn't judge them, but it was just I never had, I never, I never looked into them, and it's my, it's like, I do this with everything. I, I like, I do a lot. I'm so fussy with food, but the fact is, I've nays just because I've never tried it. I'm too scared to try things, and that's what I needed to do more, and I've had fun with a lot of, uh, indie games. I mean, minute. That that was brilliant. I mean I still don't I still don't don't know where to get the watering can from, but I had I didn't think I'd spend time <laughs> on that. I ended up spending like for ages on that. Robocraft. I spent most of my day making a, a damn robot, never mind playing the game itself. <laughs> um what else are about like there's loads of there's loads of little like yeah, there's games that I definitely I wouldn't have I wouldn't have originally maybe not looked into just because I never I never did. But I'm glad I'm glad that it's opened a lot more. Um out to me because there's there's games that like I say I would never thought to play and now I'm like I'm so glad I did and I've really enjoyed them and but yeah but like I say that's my own fault you know that that is something that I definitely kind of take back that it was my own fault that I never actually had not necessarily an interest I just never looked upon that side of the the market and now it's opened up to a whole lot of uh, you know new interests, and now I have uh, you know I've got other games to try out and stuff like that while I'm waiting for other things. But hey, it keeps me it keeps me away from my battle royale addiction
2: anyway. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> just just quickly, you know, because you're talking about the passion of these indie developers, and that's that's one thing that everyone who sort of gets into the indie scene really feels. Yeah. They say, I love indies. I love indie developers. And everyone who doesn't is like apart from the scene is like why like you know it's not as good as Call of Duty and no it's not but the indie developers they really care watching having an indie dev watch you play their game it makes them And day. like they they get so excited when when their trap gets you and you're just like you scream at the TV like what the hell was that and they're like Mu-ha-ha-ha. and like uh but you know if you guys are sort of ever on the fence about a game just tweet them message them on yeah. Facebook They'll answer you. I I promise you. Indie developers are so excited to talk to people about their games. Most of them, I'm sure there's, you know, some douchebags somewhere. There always is, but ninety percent of them will gladly talk to you about their game.
1: Oh no, I, That's I, I a, actually if... agree. Um, sorry, Russ, go. On. You can go with yours. I'll tell my story after.
0: Oh, all right. Okay. I was just going <laughs> to say if, if anyone gets a chance, right, to to go to uh a gaming convention your egx's your GamesComs, your um e3 to an extent as well your local gaming shows go and speak to the developers face to face as well Um i mentioned that we had the guys in the pod that black and white machine game i loved that game right mainly because the egx i got all my friends over we we're all playing it it was there the other next year after that we we're all playing it we could see it how it progressed in the year since you know they 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 Basically started and given a small demo the following year. It was a lot more polished and a lot better and was coming up for release. And it was me talking to the guys there that made me fall in love with the game. The game was good, but it was the developers I, what I really fell in love with. I just loved the passion for it. I loved how m- much time they spent making it an online game just because they felt as if it should be. You know the the pain the you felt as if you're going on a journey with these guys with release. So if you're at a convention or you're at a show, please do. or if not via social media go up and ask them the questions ask them why you should love their game let them play it let them discuss the game in full and you can just see the passion show through it's quite often the guys that make the game are amazing and their stories and and the the interaction you have with them is is sometimes just as good as, as playing the game itself so you can really start feeling for some of the developers really really start feeling for some developers
1: no, I definitely I definitely couldn't get the back of that because um there was there was be- there was a developer who um on his own and he made something they made a game and um I spoke to Insomnia and he was right at the start and he was like proud of himself. He was just like, Oh, I, I did this and um so I was playing his game and I was like, Oh I know, I want can I can I have another go? And he looked shocked. I've never seen anyone to look like shocked before and he was like, You want another go? And I was like yeah, can I have another guy? And he was just like, yeah, yeah, go go ahead, just sit there, just play. And I was like, great, okay. Because the thing is, it was a speed, it was a speed run competition and he won stuff. So I was like, right, competition, let's do this because I get really competitive. Oh no, <laughs> shit. No, you know. Um, but yeah, and he, he was like, he was so pleased. He was like, oh, can I, can I have your social medias and all that? And obviously he took photos and, he was he was loving it and then um he got in contact with me and i was like oh uh, how's he going i was asking him about it and he was so excited and he was like and i was like oh do, do you mind? and he was like do you want to do you want to play it again do, do, do you want to give me some feedback and i was like well can i stream it and he was over the moon at the fact I wanted to stream it. And he was like, yeah, can I, can I watch? And literally he was, I've never seen someone so excited. He came into my stream, he was joining chat. He was like, right, I'll drop everyone in here a code for the, you know, to try it. Because at the time it was like, I was like, you know, it was a small stream. And um I felt really bad because at the time um it was on PC. Now I don't have a PC setup. I just have a, just a one gaming laptop. And sometimes if I don't have my settings right, uh, which I don't, because it's all set set up for my Xbox, not the p, like, streaming through the pc direct, uh, type of thing, or, uh, stream, uh, steam games, um, it, it kind of froze and I felt really bad because, um, the stream was awful. It was so, uh, laggy, and um, the frame rate was so bad and the developer thought it was his fault and he thought he had just like, made the game badly and he was like oh I'm so and he started apologising I've never felt so guilty in my life and I was like it's not your fault it's my laptop I'm like don't blame yourself and I ended up videoing it like outside of stream going look my laptop can play it it's my stream settings and, and it, but he was like still apologising and I felt I felt awful because I was like this guy's like dead excited and I've just ruined it for him <laughs> but um but no he um he it, it was just lovely to see that and you know it's kind of odd because people forget you know these are these are humans you know well, they're not they're not companies they're just humans that are trying to you know they've got a passion and they've got a dream and you'll find a lot of them have dropped a lot of stuff whether it be like you know their own jobs their own like whatever they're doing they'll move they drop everything just to because that's the, that's their goal that's their passion and you know kudos because that's a hell of a you know a hell of a risk and but it's nice to see you know like I say this about E3 like the one thing I like about E3 is because no matter who stands up on a stage or no matter who's interviewed whether it be a big company an indie company like just someone random everyone has that passion and you know that that's the best bit about the industry I feel like not everyone but 90% of people want to be involved you know and that's that's what makes the industry so great and you know that's why kind of myself wants to be a part of it and obviously you guys want to and things like that i mean that's that's what i find very highly upon everything is how you know the passion and drive and dedication that people put in but there's nothing like the dedicated dedication that indie developers put in because they just put everything you'll find a lot of them just absolutely everything everything they've got they'll put straight into their game
0: Um, and what's the game that's coming out next week with the absolute lovely developer
1: Mm, which one is it gun runners do you mean yes runners? okay so yeah. yeah i can i can speak about him um, actually i do i do really want to vouch out loud i just weren't sure whether to or not but um so there's a guy called james shield let me just quickly double check that no james stone sorry so he's called epic nerd rage on Twitter, <laughs> uh, just mm-hmm. uh, what a name. But, um, he was, he, backing onto my story of people dropping everything. So, um, I was at IDA, uh, no, not IDA, it's, but, sorry, I was at EGX Rest, and we was playing this game called Jump Gunners. Now, it is hilarious. Absolutely, like you I think it's going to be that. one of those games. Yeah, I've talked about it before. I think it's one of those games where you're best playing with a friend, but it's you're literally in different types of arenas and it's one hit kills. But there's all sorts of guns, there's random items, but it's just funny because you're just trying to, you know, trying to just kill your friend with one hit and trying to avoid it. The same. it's just a bit it's like just,
2: a bit like very too. Yeah, actually, it's
1: honest, Surprisingly, very it's very true, is, true, it is. Yeah. the same thing. But uh, with funny guns. enough though, it is. It is. Yeah, but it is like. Now, this is bad. It's really like a game, which I couldn't remember the name of find it. There's a game called Duck Games, funny enough. An actual game on Steam called Duck Games, and it's basically the same thing. But, um, yeah, but I think one's got hats. But, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, everyone likes hats. But, uh, but honestly, though, I'd never had so much, uh, fun in my life. It was just so funny to play. But this one does have different modes. Um, so which is, I think, makes it a bit better, and you can obviously change it up and whatnot. But the story behind it was, um, the, uh, James was, uh, and I really hope this is right. Uh, sorry if it's not James and you're listening, but, um, he, uh, he basically would just drops dropped everything. He used to just have a normal, like, office job, nine till five, etc somewhere, living somewhere in the world, uh, like you do. And, um, dropped, Best dropped absolutely. Does you know you know as you do and dropped absolutely everything and moved and um and just just set up his own company but well, not a company um i think he's got a company now um but he set he just set up he started making his game and he just did it by himself just on his own and um just made it and i think the the fact was he he was showing it off at something i'm not sure if it was like a local comic-con or convention because i know some of them you can kind of by like by stands or by kind of slots or areas or so some of them let you do it for you know you've got to kind of pass something and they'll let you have an area for free like egx does it they have the left field collection where you can apply and if they like your game you'll get you'll get maybe either some funding or it'll be like okay you've got a free slot to show off your game and there will be people like headhunting essentially and um and apparently this game was so busy um aggo caught Caught onto it and um, went over, got talking to him, and found out all his story. And then just kind of was like, "Oh, uh, you know, we should talk." And then next thing you know, he's now in idea, an idea Xbox program.
2: And you say, and it's, it's coming out next week.
1: Uh, I soon anyway. So yes. why why, why um, isn't he me- on the
2: podcast? Why don't we
0: get West him, because, him on the podcast,
1: the podcast. We, we did suggest trying to get him in. Uh, he's just—I think—he's having problems because he's wanting people to stream it early. If, you do, if you're a streamer and interested, definitely get on his Twitter because he is looking out for mix of streamers right now. Um, but uh,
0: you can tell what you can tell. Well, this is uh, the point. The reason why I mentioned this is—you're is invested in that game, not necessarily because you just did fun with the game, but because you're invested in the person as well.
1: Oh no! Yeah, yeah that's it. That like a I must admit, he—he's been so excited for people trying it. I mean, after EGX, like I think I wrote. Um, so I wrote like a, a a blog post about all the games I would seen, and not only that, we'd also tweeted. And he was he was so over the moon. And it, you know, you you forget that you know you writing something or even writing a tweet going, "Oh, I really enjoyed your game," can make someone's day. You know, so if if you do ever try different games and you re- oh something makes an impact on you, let the developer know because it will it will make their day. Hmm.
2: We we got to get well, him I, on I, the I, pod. That was a great we, like we, a great story. We will. <laughs>
0: we will. We will. Um but I, no come on. You know what I mean? After listening to that, I might go, Can you not get my story ho- story horribly wrong? I want to go on
1: terrible <laughs> like, so abuse for an hour. I'm sorry. Um,
0: but no wait, you know, I think there is a billion reasons why Microsoft has faith in the idea of Xbox programme.
2: Yes. One billion of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think that's probably a good point um to end the pot, Yeah. Yeah, so just to say before we go, Uncle Jesse's not on this week solely because he's been beating all of the mermaid quests and Sea of Thieves.
2: And yep, he he actually told us to say that as well. That's that's all he's been yeah. talking about.
0: That's always talked about. So no doubt when he returns next week, that's always going to be talking about. Makes a change from Siege or PUBG. So I'm quite happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to know some of your favourite ID Xbox games as well. You know, tweet us at Party Chat Pod. We've got like a discord which I'll, I'll link out for our social channels as well if you want to come in and join the discussion but for another week xbox turn off
1: you're listening to xbox one party chat podcast the official podcast of the xbox one subreddit
0: let's do this